Blog Talk Radio. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. How about you, Cowboy? I don't really think you heard me. Let me try this one more time. How about you, Cowboy? But I, I got more to play than just that. Hold on. I got I got to be fair. I got to be fair. I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. Um, please don't talk to me about more victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room. Uh, we we didn't get the job done. We came up short. Uh, we accept responsibility for that. Um, you know, we will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. Like you just walked into like church or something. 
Where's your happiness? <laughs> Where's your emotion? It's fucking football. Your team is 2-0. And, oh, and you're like, hey, fellas, what a, what a week. What a weekend, huh? Uh, uh. What, what the fuck, man? It's football. Hey, your team is hey, like, hey, I had to migrate to a different room because the daughter was sleeping too close to me. So I had to, I had to you know, Look, center myself you know, or calm, calm myself down a little you know bit. What? I used to work for a guy who's kind of an asshole. But I used to work for this guy. And when I was late for work, you know what he would say to me? He would say, you had from last night when you got home to figure out how you was going to be on, work, be on time to work today. That's what he used to say to me. And I, and I still think he was an asshole, but he was right. But you don't have from last <laughs> Tuesday night to figure out how you were going to be on the show and be able to show us some emotion and not wake up and interrupt your lovely daughter. You had all week to figure that out. Now we're on the show. It's like, hey, fellas, how, how you doing? Ooh. All right, let me, let me, let me try <laughs> JP. Maybe JP can bring us some emotion. I know Train would if he was on, but, you know, he, he ain't. He ain't on, so I, I, I don't know where he's at. But, JB, you got some emotion for us? In the words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, man. Hey, fellas. How, how you doing? <laughs> you <know>? Okay. <laughs> Hey man, you can't you can't give me more crap than you can train. At least I'm here. At least I'm here, damn it. And you, for what, what, what's the purpose? Hey, hey fellas. My team's <laughs> undefeated, but how y'all doing? You know, you sound like your <laughs> team lost. Bro, we won't we're good. What the hell? Yeah, y'all put on screening. This radio, man, this ain't this ain't sign language. You know what I'm saying? The Steelers are two and zero and looking good. The Cowboys came back hey. from dead, buried. And if there's anybody, although there is one person on Twitter who's a Cowboys fan, who she actually did. It's a female, I can't remember her name, but she's a Cowboys fan, and she actually did say, "Mark my words, the Cowboys are going to win this game." I actually tweeted her back and I said, "You need to go play fireball." Because she's probably the only one on the planet who thought the Cowboys were going to win that game. I know I did. I know I was already waiting for uh, what, the, the, you know, 0 and 2 and uh, Cowboys overrated, Stephen A. Smith with Sons of Steve and all that bullshit. And I was, I was just, I was like, oh, man, it's going to be a long week. Cowboys going to lose this game. 0 and 2, going to Seattle, in Seattle next week. Sunday, America's Game of the Week, 4.30. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to hear it all week. Why'd they bring in Mike McCarthy? He's no better than Jason Garrett. Overpaid athletes. Oh, I, I'm going to hear it all week. And then, and then, Atlanta gives us a gift. Atlanta says, no, we don't know how to handle prosperity. We don't know how to uh, close out a team that they had really beat us pretty good most of the game. I mean, they really just had. And I'll tell you, how Dan Quinn is still employed is beyond me. You know, I, 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 I mean, I mean, y'all have probably have heard all the stats. 440 teams. Mm-hmm. 440. Mm-hmm. scored 39 points. And no turnovers. 
since 1933 when they started tracking turnovers. Now, Keith, you know, your math is a little tardy. That's 87 years. And your team is the first one to blow it. And you do it to the Dallas Cowboys. You lose to America's team. You lose to, I mean, if there's one team that people love beating on, is Dallas. And you lose. I don't know. I don't know how Dan Quinn still has a job. But let's talk. You know, I, you don't start with the Cowboys. Don't start with the Cowboys because it was the game of the weekend. I mean, there's a lot of other games. We'll talk about so many other games. But I have to start with this game. So, J, JB, okay, so we're happy, right? You know, we're happy. We got to win. At the end of the day, that's what counts. We got to win. But how do you and, – and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to bait you. I want truth from you. I want honesty. Okay. Not that you would not be honest, but, you know, how do you feel? I mean, the truth, how do you feel after that should have been a loss? How do you feel? Honestly, just just thankful because, like you said, it should have been a loss. The fact that we kept shooting ourselves in the foot, can't hold on to the ball, acting like it's reaching in and grabbing a greased pig for crying out loud. Um, it, it was probably the most horrific first quarter of football I can recall seeing in recent memory. So um, to actually pull out a victory is is nothing short of remarkable, a miracle, magical. But it, it exposed a lot of weaknesses and a lot of holes that need to get patched up quick, fast, in a hurry. I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to. Grateful for a victory, but more concerned about the, the starting of the game, more concerned about the miscues, more concerned about lack of focus, lack of execution, and, and, and that, that focus and execution really didn't start to kick in until the second half when, when urgency started to kick in. And even with all that being said, there was still lapses. It was still being down 15 with four minutes and change to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on both sides of the ball. So I'll add this. I don't know that I'm as concerned as JB is, um, but I will say this. You know, when I felt, and I, and I did, I posted some comments, some small video comments during the game. I wanted to respond in real time instead of, you know, everybody after a game has their feelings and thoughts. And I was like, you know, a football game is, is an emotional ride. Um, and so I wanted to share my emotions during the game. And I didn't feel like the team was a team until about five minutes left in the game. I felt like the offense was doing its thing, the defense was doing its thing, and special teams was doing its thing. And that concerned me. You know, you're going forward on fourth down in your own territory, and it was almost like John Fossil made that decision on his own. And then you're going for, and you know, and I ask analytics, you get somebody, one day somebody's going to have to explain why analytics beats common sense. Because if the, if the score is 39 to 30 point, which is a high probability that you will make it, you make it a one possession game. If you go for two and miss it, it's a two possession game. That's common sense. So why would you put the pressure on the second score 
I mean, why would you put the pressure on the first score instead of the second score? The two-point conversion doesn't come into place if, unless you get the second touchdown. Well, you have to stop them to get the second get the ball back to get the second touchdown. Now, of course, Monday morning quarterback, and it worked out. It worked out because of a crazy, and we'll get to the onside kick in a minute, but I don't, I don't understand. I've watched a lot of the recaps, and I've listened to people try to explain why the analytics says you go for it. But I don't get that. I think you kick the extra point. It's an eight-point game, one possession game, and then you work to get the ball back and, you know, try to tie the score. So I, I don't get that. I, 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 so I, I felt like up until about five minutes to go in the game, I didn't feel like all three units were working. But that's fixable. First quarter, I'm not worried about the miscues because I've watched this team my entire life. I can't tell you that I've ever seen a first quarter like that. So since I've never seen a first quarter like that, uh, I think the closest thing that I can compare that to was the 1994 NFC Championship game against the 49ers. And uh, they they jumped down 21 to nothing in the first quarter. End up coming back, almost pulling that one out, lost 38-28. But that's the closest I, I can recall seeing to just a total implosion in the first quarter. I mean, in four years, now entering their fifth year together, I've never seen uh, Dak and Zeke, never mind, fumble in the same game, fumble in back-to-back possessions. Never seen it. So I'm not worried about that. But I am worried about some of the decision-making, and I do want to see that improve. I, 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 you know, John Fossil, you know, he's supposed to be such a great, uh, offensive coordinator. I don't know that I'm. I, I don't know about those going for it calls on fourth down. You know, in in Dallas territory early in a game like that. One maybe, maybe the pass play. I mean, a better pass. It's 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 a first down. That run play was ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't Zeke running that ball. So there's some decisions there that I'm hoping that, that you know we're only in week two. I'm hoping that those decisions improve. But what I did like, what I did like was Dak Prescott looking like all-world quarterback. Did like was Zeke, as I said, now I'm hearing it everywhere, looking like Zeke of old, if you will. Looked a little slow last year. Looked a little sluggish last year. All that time down in Cabo, um, I don't think he ever really found his true stride last year. He's looking fast and strong. I like Alden Smith. I like C.D. Lamb. I like, you know, the receiving core. I like Dalton Schultz, who everyone forgot about. He's just doing what he does. Blake Jarwin's a little more athletic, but Dalton Schultz, you know, he's your typical, he's your, he's your typical tight end. Not everybody, but you how many people are going to be on the waiver wire trying to get him tomorrow? Everybody's going to try to get him now. <laughs> so. I'm not overworried, but we do have Seattle. We do have to go to Seattle next week, and that is going to be a tough game. K-Star, as a non-Dallas fan, but as a football fan, what are your thoughts on the game? That was fucking nuts. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like the Cowboys were just about to get blown out. I figured they would make a comeback, for which they did, but the last few minutes of the game was insanity. I don't know what the hell Atlanta was doing, washing the ball, <laughs> nonsense kick. Um, 
but actually way prior to that, I didn't understand what the hell Dallas was doing earlier in the game when they called up, was it two fake punts? Yeah. Is that right? Two fake punts? Okay. Yeah, it was two. Yeah, it was, yeah. I was just, you know, if you're going to go for it, I mean, might as well just go for it, right? Like, Dallas' offense is awesome, so. Um, but it was just a super entertaining well, game. Well, I think the element yeah. of surprise, you can't discount the element of surprise, though. I can understand at least one of them. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can catching, understand one, but two is the same, bro. Yeah, two, I got it. I got it, too. Yeah, yeah. It was a great game. It was a great game as a fan to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great game. It was a great game because we won. I, I may have canceled the show had we lost because I zero and two was no fun. No zero and two was no fun. Um, but anyway, and in case you know, I mean, I don't know if um you guys heard. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So, there were a lot of injuries. Um, people are going to be scrambling on the waiver wire tomorrow because there were a lot of injuries throughout the league. Um, I guess my question would be if you could pick one injury and say that this injury is going to have the biggest impact, what injury would it be? Now, now here's the question. The biggest impact. What injury would it be? Let me ask JB. Well, that's a good question because there were so many daggone injuries to try and keep track of. It's like half the football league just went down. Um, I would have to say the Bosa injury to the Niners myself. Um, I think the Garoppolo injury is is one thing because obviously quarterback is, is the most important position, but Number one, he's not going to be out the entire year, Bosa is. And we know how much of a havoc he can wreak. And, and he's really the, the anchor of that defensive line for the Niners. And it's going to take the, the defense more so than the offense. They've got some skilled players on offense, don't get me wrong. But I think the strength and core of that team is in their defense, and he's the leader of that defense. I think with him going down, it's going to put more pressure on the offense to get points on the board going to put more pressure on the defensive players to put pressure on the opposing quarterback as well. So I, I would say Bosa, for me, would be the most impactful injury. Okay, that's fair. K-Star, you got one? God, there's so many. Um, Bosa's already taken, so I guess I'll skip on Bosa. Uh I don't want to say Saquon. I mean, as far as fantasy football goes, I guess Saquon Barkley. Yeah, definitely Saquon Barkley because he's out for the whole year. Um, as far as real life goes, I don't know. I mean, there's just so, th- so many big ones. I, it sucked to see Cortland Sutton go down because he apparently tore his ACL and MCL. Uh, that happened versus Steelers, actually on an interception return. And while that doesn't have massive ramifications, you know, he's not like a superstar. He's, he was a really good young receiver and uh just such a brutal injury and uh, there's just so many this past weekend i mean i can't really narrow it down to one i would have picked both the person from for a football perspective from a fantasy perspective i'll, I'll go with um uh, barkley for sure yeah i i didn't ask fantasy you know because it's fantasy i mean you know it is what it is but um and i think football wise yeah i don't think you can say saquon um only because i don't think there's a jar had do as much yeah, expectation 
that the Giants were going to go anywhere. I think Bosa's a solid pick. Um, I, I'm going to go with McCaffrey, uh, and, and I don't think I – and, I, again, I think Bosa's probably the best because you have a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, and, you know, Bosa's – you know, <laughs> he's a phenom. I mean, might be the best defensive player in the league outside of maybe Aaron Donald. He's that good. Um, so I think the Bosa one is, is probably would be the one, but if I'm not going to duplicate, then I might go with McCaffrey because, you know, certainly that team, um, you know, he's, he's, you know, for them to have any chances to do anything, he's a, he's a main catalyst on that team. Like he's a workhorse. He's the juggernaut. He's the modern day Emmett Smith, if you will. And for him to be out four to six weeks, you know, by the time he gets back, it may be too late. They may, they may, they may not be able to recover. So certainly McCaffrey is um, one. I think, I think the the thing, the interesting thing about Bosa is there's so many injuries on that team. Um, his is certainly season ending, but that that team got got beat up pretty good. And now, I guess they filed a complaint or are looking, you know, went to the NFL because of playing in New York and now they have to go back and play in New York next week. And they think that there's something up with that, that turf. So keep an eye on that to see if anything comes of that. Um, but yeah. And I, and I think, you know, we are getting great quality football. I think the quality of the games considering is really strong, but this is what we're seeing now after two weeks is exactly what people were fearful of when you say, you know, no training or reduced training camp and no preseason. I mean, certainly preseason is a double-edged sword, right? You can, we've seen it time and time again, season ending career, season ending injuries in preseason. But the other side of it is the conditioning part of it, the timing part of it, you know, getting your body ready to play football and those reps, you know, you know, you can't, it's as close as you can get to a real game is the preseason and even getting the veterans in on that, that week three, just to get them ready to go and to have none of that. And then to see all these injuries after week two, you just wonder, and none of us can, you know, you don't know, but you just wonder if there's a full training camp and there's no COVID. And even if they cut preseason to two games, which I, which has been what I've been saying for years, cut preseason to two games. You know, have one game where you have all your rookies in there, you know, and you can see, get a good sense of, you know, who's going to rise to the top and who, you know, either going to cut or try to get on the practice squad and then have a game that your veterans play one or two quarters. Just something to get them, get some game speed in them and get them ready to go. But we had none of that. And, man, the the, the injuries this this weekend was, was something. So, and you never, you never, I mean, Look at look at Dallas. You know, both tackles were out. You know, Vanderesh out. Sean Lee, I mean, he's been hurt a lot, but when Sean Lee's healthy, he's an impact guy. And JB, let me ask you a question. I'm curious what you think about this. Why has not Dallas? Because it's not going to happen now. I was wrong. Earl Thomas, I thought for sure by now he would be signed. If they don't, if they haven't signed him by right now, he ain't getting signed. Because you got Seattle coming up, and you know what team would he be motivated to show out against but his old team? 
And so you're not bringing them in now, then, you, then it ain't going to happen. But am I am I in the minority thinking that that you know look at look at last week, look at the last two weeks, and look at the secondary? And is there something? Am I am I? Are we watching the same game? Is there? Would they not benefit by having someone of his caliber back there? I mean, I believe they would, and as soon as he came available, I was lobbying and pissed. So um, I really don't know why they haven't you know, signed him. When they signed Brandon Carr instead of him, that started to have the writing on the wall at that point. But I, I don't get it. I'm mystified by it. Obviously, they more in the know than we can be, so they must know something that we don't because it just makes zero sense when you have a Hall of Fame caliber defensive back out there available to you for literally pennies on the dollar compared to what you were trying to trade for him a couple of years ago. He is now available, healthy, and even if he's 85% of what he was a couple of years ago when he was first trying to get a hold of him, that's still better than a ton of defensive backs that are out there. And it's obvious that you need help with, with Byron Jones being gone, uh, got injuries in the in the defensive backfield. I don't understand why he's not signed by now. I, Jeff I don't is gone. He, he was at least a stable presence back there. He's gone. Um, Jamal Adams wanted to come. You didn't want to pull the trigger and spend the money to go get him. Okay, I understand that, you know. Um, but you haven't had a dominant safety. I mean, some would say Roy Williams, the first couple of years of his career, he was pretty good, and then he lost his confidence, and then that was the end of that. But, um, but really, you haven't had a dominant safety back there since Darren Woodson. Let's just call it like it is. You know, so we're going back 20 years, 20-plus 20 years as a last right. time, over 20 years since you've had a dominant a guy that – you know, Steelers had Palomalu. We've seen Ed Reed. We've seen, you know, we've seen Earl Thomas. We've seen, you know, there's 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 a lot of safeties we've seen that could do what a safety should do. Forget whether they're a strong safety or a free safety. What do you want a safety to do? You want a safety to have wide range and can cover, especially against the deep ball. And you want him, when you have eight in the box, that safety might be the eighth or ninth guy to help against the run. You know, be able to blitz off the edge. That's what you want. You know, Pittsburgh had one of the best to ever do it in Palomalu. We've seen Ed Reed. We've seen a bunch of stud safeties come in and out. Dallas ain't had one since Darren Woodson. And, okay, Earl is probably on the downside of his career. But still, as Jay said, 85% of what he would bring is going to be better than most of what you're going to get in this league. He's motivated. He's working out. I see him on Instagram working out, so I know he's out there doing his thing, staying in shape. And I don't really care that no other team wants him because maybe the word is he's he's a pain in the butt. We've signed we we signed Pac Man Jones. <laughs> we signed T O. Jerry Jones did it. You know? I mean I can go through the list of people that uh the team has signed that were questionable signings at the time. And yet, this guy, future Hall of Famer, and you don't give him a you don't give him a run. You don't even bring him in, tr- you know, try him out. I, I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, let me get off my point. Let's go to K Star and the Steelers. All right, so maybe we get a little emotion out of K Star. K Star, you still is a two and zero. Another nice win. Give us some thoughts on your Steelers. Um, how you feeling about them? What did you see that encourages you? 
and then, you know, if you had to pick something that you're concerned mm-hmm. about, what would that be? I mean, we're kind of flawless. We are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Big Ben looks incredible. <laughs> nah. Nah. Um, so, definitely most impressed with uh, both sides of the ball have been playing really well. Most impressed with the defense. Uh, they lead the league in NFL sacks and, and blitz and pressure rate. So, that's been pretty cool. Um, they're, they're just on another level this year. And, um, Really impressed with the rookie, uh, Chase Claypool. He caught the 84-yard touchdown. Um, that guy has some serious speed and length on the outside. Reminds me of Martinez Bryant um, before he uh, went crazy with suspensions and such. Uh, and, and also, and also, a young man named Deontay Johnson is looking really good, really good. So, I mean, our receivers are looking good. Ben's looking good. Defense is looking good. My, my concern is offensive line, however, saying that we lost our right tackle, uh, starting right tackle for the season uh, after week one, which sucked. Um, there was a little bit of pressure on Ben uh, in the game uh, from Denver, and a little concerning because they actually do not have Von Miller. They lost him for the year. Um, and so we had some offensive line injuries. We get David DeCastro back next week, all pro guard, so hopefully that helps shore it up. But um, so far, so good. You know, still early. I mean, I'm so little worried about Ben's health because, you know, you never know, uh, especially with behind an offensive line that's, that's a little beat up, um, kind of worried about the hits. Uh, but right now, Ben's playing great. He's going to fly. Okay. Who you got coming up this week? Uh, this week we play – we play – oh, yeah, we play – yeah, you play the Texans. Oh, stop. That's a shame. You had to think about it. You had to look it up. You had to pull up that NFL app to check. I did. Forgot. I did. Yeah. I did. Forget. I know you did. I know. I know. I know how that works. That's a shame. You should always yeah, know your play, next opponent. I, I know. I know. What happened again? We're playing, we're playing the Texans. That should be, you know, you never know, but uh, I feel pretty good about that game. You should feel good about it, but Texans have been underachieving this year. Um, yeah. You know, 0 and 2, and, ooh. Um, could be, you know, that, are you home or away? At home. At home. Okay. All right. You guys should be all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Train's not here, so I guess we don't have to talk about the Bears, but um, good for them. And that's really, that's really all he gets is good for them. So let's switch over to Cam Newton. So I, I, I you know, and we're, we're going we're gonna to keep an eye on Cam this year. Because he's back, he's healthy, he's with the Patriots. Um, you know, let's let's see. But I, I'm curious you guys thought on a question that I heard being asked repeatedly. Different networks asked yesterday. Same network repeating it. Different networks. So let me start with K K Star, the, the the biggest Cam fan on the on the phone, asking, is Cam a better fit? the Patriots than Tom Brady the round different networks yesterday because obviously Cam was a a a you know quarterback keeper away from being two and oh yep so what are your thoughts on that question I thought it was a very interesting one but what are your thoughts uh I think I think with the current roster that New England has Cam is definitely 
it sounds weird, but Kino's without a doubt to me the better option for that team. You know, they don't really have a lot of weapons on the outside, and so they're going to rely heavily on the ground game. And so far through two weeks, they've been pretty proficient offensively. Um, so Cam's having to create. Tom obviously cannot do that with his, you know, uh, he just, that's not part of his game whatsoever. And that is for Cam. So definitely, I, I don't even think it's close for Cam. Um, just considering the weapons, you know, if 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 you were to throw Cam in Tampa, you know, maybe that's a different conversation. But with the lack of great weapons on the outside, I think Cam is uh, a choice for me for a better fit for New England as it currently stands. Okay. JB, what are your thoughts on that question? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say a better fit. I just think it's a different fit. And I think when when you got Belichick as your head coach, he's the, the ultimate X factor. And he can bring out the best in just about any player, um, especially when you look at the quarterback position. Uh, I think about Brady with him being 43. I can't, I can't like 30, 31, something like that. So, uh, I try to think about, well, what, what was Brady like at, at Cam's age to try and balance it out a little bit? And, again, Belichick will play to the strengths of his quarterback. So th- th- is it a good fit? I think it's a good fit. Is it a better fit? I-, I can't say a better fit right now because we've only seen two games. I just think it's a different fit, and they've been able to utilize his strengths to, to other teams' advantage at this point. So – I think it's the most ridiculous question maybe in the history of football. You you have a guy that won six Super Bowls with a team and went there nine times, and you're asking two games in if the replacement quarterback is a better fit. Like, like, this year? You know. You have a guy that won six, six, six Super Bowls. Well, in nine appearances in right. twenty years, six the is right now, right? Like, okay, so well, we have twenty years of history versus two aren't games. T, aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? Haven't you been waving a flag for Tom Brady to climb last few years, and you're the one taking up for this answer right now? First of all, I did let you finish. I did let you finish. You did not let me finish. First of all. Um, Decline is decline. He's 43. Of course, he's not the same quarterback he was six or seven years ago. But to compare two games to 20 years is asinine. Asinine. What we are seeing is an is a incredible head coach who knows how to adjust for his personnel. It's that simple. The reason that Cam is looking so good. One is, well, Cam is obviously uber talented. He's healthy. But secondly, they didn't put Cam in and said, run Tom Brady's scheme. Said, okay, here are your strengths. This is what Belichick said. This is what you do well. We are going to build this around what you do well. So, of course, he's going to look good. Isn't that the job of the coaching staff is to make their quarterback look good? Of course he's going to look good. But when you want to ask the question about is he a better fit from the guy that just left, I'm not talking the end of the season. I'm not talking a couple years down the road. I'm talking two games into the season. And you're going to ask, I mean, how quickly we forget? It, to me, it is, the, it, is, it is a ridiculous 
question after two games. Is he is he a better fit? No, he's not a better fit. He just got a damn good head coach that knows how to make him look as good as he can look. But isn't that what isn't that what being the best coach to ever do it? I mean, isn't that what that means? Like, when did the expectations drop because Tom Brady left? We've all sat here and said that Bill Belichick is is arguably, I mean, you know, there's Bill Walsh and, you know, there's 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 Don Shula, you know, even though he doesn't have the, the Super Bowl wins that Belichick has, he's got the win-wins. And, you know, there's there's consistent coaches like Tom Landry and George Hallis and, you know, there, there's a lot of good coaches that someone could say, well, I don't know. I mean, in it. for me, it's Bill Parcells. To me, the only guy to take four teams to the playoffs. I think he's the best coach ever, but that's my opinion. But he's doing what we expect him to do as the best to do it, right? So let's, let's, let's slow down with the anointing oils. <laughs> you know, let's slow down. It's two games. You know, and that guy over there in Tampa ain't looking all that bad. You know, he's he looking all right. And no case star, he's not the guy he was five years ago. But neither are you. So, I mean, you know, that's... that's Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you want to match? Are you impressed, right though? Are you... You yeah, no, I wouldn't be the same, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I know you are, you, are you impressed with Ken's play so far? I thought you pretty pretty dynamic, pretty great. Uh, that was the best as you could hope. I I I am more impressed with his attitude. I never yeah, ever questioned his talent. I have never questioned his talent. I always questioned his leadership and his attitude. His leadership was questionable. Attitude at times was terrible for a guy who's a Heisman Trophy winner, who's a um, national champion number one pick in the draft, league MVP, went to a Super Bowl, and to have that kind of crappy attitude just didn't make sense. He has a good, solid attitude so far. They're one and one. You know, he, he, I, I don't see any of the can that I saw under Ron Rivera uh, the last few years before he got injured. I don't see that guy. Maybe, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know what – I don't know the – relationship there to know why Cam became that person under Rivera and it's still early. I don't ever see that. I don't think I don't think Bill Belichick would stand for that in a second. Stand for that in a second. I think Cam would be sitting on that bench if he showed any of the crap that he showed um in uh Carolina. So I'm very happy that his attitude is in check. And of course he's talented. I mean you know, of course he's talented. We all knew that. So, well, I asked if he was talented. I asked if you were impressed with his play so far through the first couple of games. No, because he's talented. He's doing what he's supposed to do. I'm not. I'm not impressed. He's doing what he's. Damn, LeBron, that was a nice dunk. Um, <laughs> he's doing what he's supposed to do. So I'm not impressed yet because he's doing. I'm happy he's healthy. So now we can judge him fairly. You know, we we don't have to sit there and be like, well, he still looks injured. He looks. You know, you know, he looks slow. He looks, you know, he's not throwing the ball deep. He's not, you know, and oh, he looks totally healthy. Now we can judge him. And based on the cam meter, you know, we're going to judge him not compared to Russell Wilson, Mahomes, or anything. We're going to judge him based on 
the best we've seen Cam play. And he seems, after two games, to be playing pretty close to that level that we've seen. So I'm not impressed that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. You know, you got to do more than what you've always done to impress me. Bring something more to the – do something better. Take it up another level if he can. Well, he's certainly certainly outplaying – he's certainly – He's certainly not playing that, that contract he has right now, which is a joke. Oh, absolutely. Um, but he so, had no choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was unemployed for, what, a month? month or so he was unemployed. Um, and then, you know, it, it, you get a chance to go play for Bill Belichick. You know, you take the one-year deal at minimum to get in there and play well, stay healthy, and then Either Belichick will give you, you know, Belichick will pay you, or someone else will. He'll, he'll be fine. You know, he, he bet on himself, right? That's what he did. He said, I'm, I feel good. I know good I bet. can do this. And after, and after two games, he's looking like the cam that we know. But he got he to give me more than what I've already seen for me to say, wow, wow. I, I can't give him wow yet. I can give him, okay, yep, that's the cam we know. All right. You know, and to me, that is saying he's healthy because clearly yeah. we know he wasn't healthy. We clearly know he was hurt. So he's got an excuse as to why he was playing poorly because he was hurt and he was trying to be a warrior as a lot of these guys try to do. And that's okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's like I, 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 can, I can excuse that now. But for me, it's always been about Cam as a leader because I looked at him when he came into the NFL that big, you know, six foot, 240 pound, handsome, rugged, smart, articulate brother. Like, this is a guy that could change. He could revolutionize the NFL, could make all the throws, agile, could run, could, you know, like, I saw him as, like, okay, yep, this guy could be the face of the league. Could be the first at the time black quarterback that's the face of the league. Now, some say Michael Vick in Atlanta may have had that, and I don't think so. I just think he was the most exciting back in those days. But could be the first black quarterback that's the face of the league. Started to get those commercials, the, you know, the, the, the yogurt commercials and all of that stuff. He started getting all of that, and I was like, all right. And then he, and then he showed his ass, you know, and, and, and then he made some comments he shouldn't have made, and next thing you know, and then he got hurt, you know. Now we now we've got a whole now in the meantime, you know what's interesting is so over these last few years that Cam has declined, and I don't mean that he's too old, like he can't be great again. I think he can be. But if you notice what has happened in the last few years of Cam kind of giving up the mantle, we've seen the rise of Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. Oh, I'm sorry, wasn't that our uh, uh, what did we call those last year? Those four guys? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Y'all don't remember what we called them last year? Man, you remember now? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Those were the guys that have stepped up as, you know, black quarterbacks playing well. And, you know, now Cam's got to find his way back into that mix. And, I don't, and I'm not trying to – I'm not necessarily trying to make this about race. I think 
we all know the history of black quarterbacks in the NFL, right? We know the history that for years black quarterbacks never got an opportunity. So there, there is an emphasis on that. Um, and, and so there is a reason that we look at that a little bit different than we look at Aaron Rodgers and Ben and Drew Brees and Tom Brady and these guys. There, there is, you know, there is a reason we kind of lump these guys together and look at them and say, wow, you know, in the past, when you said, I want to start a franchise and I want to go pick a quarterback, it was Tom Brady, it was Peyton Manning, it was Drew Brees, it was Aaron Rodgers, it was Ben Roethlisberger. All of a sudden now, when you're saying, hey, if you're going to take any quarterback and start a franchise, you could name all those. But all of a sudden now, we hear, well, I don't know, I might go get Pat Mahomes. I don't know, man, I might go get Lamar Jackson. Oh, you know, I might go get Russell Wilson. I don't know many that would say Dak at this point, although I don't think he's far off from those guys. I don't think he's far off. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. I don't think he's far off either. I think all these guys. And Cam, Cam, I think Cam can be back in that conversation very quickly. I think he can be back as considered an elite quarterback. And, yes, African-American but I think that's going to happen in the next few weeks as long as he continues. And I think he's got, he, he, should, he should be thanking his lucky stars that he ended up in New England. Um, he should send Tom Brady a nice uh, Christmas gift. <laughs> you know, send him something real nice for Christmas over at Derek Jeter's house down in, uh, down in Miami. All right. Um, what else we got? Looking at, looking at our agenda for the night. So what would the, so we're two weeks in. I'll start with uh, JB. And you look around the league, and you look at, you know, what's going on with the teams. Pick one thing that is your biggest surprise that two weeks in. I know it's early. Okay, I know it's early. But, you know, we start already looking at, like, 0-2 teams, got a, you know, what is it, 7% chance of making a playoff. So, you know, we already start formulating these opinions after two weeks. It's just, it's just the nature of the piece. So what would surprise you? And it could be a good surprise. Or it could be a bad surprise. But what is the thing if you said, wow, I did not see this coming? Pick one thing. Hmm. Um, uh, good question. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I know. Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, I think, would be um, one of the bigger surprises, if not, in my opinion, the biggest one. Uh, the fact that Kyler Murray – had a, a very good rookie year, had a great rookie year. But you're down in the desert. You're really not getting a lot of publicity. You, you're not – not like being on the East Coast where everybody knows exactly who you are and, and all the hype and everything. The further west you go, the less hype there is just because if you're not in a major market, you're not going to get a lot of attention. But he's done a lot of great things down there, and, and obviously it helps to have D-Hop down there with the gift that he got from the Texans. I mean, that's my gosh. But – Seeing what he's done so far, and granted their last game was against the Washington football team. We all know all about that that story and what have you, but he's putting on a show, and uh, he's he is damn near, which shall I say, electrifying. And uh, to be able to show the progression from the rookie year that he had, no real true offseason because of COVID, everything was kind of in disarray, and, and really be able to pick up where he left off and put up the numbers that he's putting up, uh, I'm, I'm impressed with that. I'm impressed with that one. Okay, that's that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one, um, but that's a good one. I like that. Kyler Murray, Arizona. I like that. That's a good one. 
Yep. Jelly, well, okay. jelly's a right. good one. Jelly, yes. <laughs> oh, you like jelly? Oh, jelly. <laughs> I just have you know that we are uh, two months away from the Floyd brothers being reunited. Long overdue. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I certainly hope so. This, this, I don't know. This whole COVID thing and travel, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, okay, well, we're two months away from. I'm hoping that the Floyd brothers are reunited. I mean, they were the fam, you know. You know where I'll be. Well, yeah, it's both ways because if they're got the band that they got or supposed band while traveling and whatnot, getting into Connecticut, um, I, let's hope so. I'm, I'm with you. Trust me, I'm with you. It's long overdue. Yeah. Okay. Is Georgia? Are you guys? Are, is there like? Uh, are you one of the band states for Connecticut? Um, we got a quarantine I, and all that bullshit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised because it seemed like Georgia been leading the way with this nonsense from damn near day one. So I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. But were you, was your plan? Sorry, sorry to take the show off. Was your plan to fly up, or or were you considering driving? Um, we were probably going to have to fly because Toya wasn't wasn't going to be able to take off as much time as she had hoped for. So we'd probably have to figure out how to fly up. But um, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm COVID mess. Thanks. Well, we will uh, see what happens as it gets closer. That's all we can do. Um, yeah. Been- all right. Uh, uh, K Star, same question. Biggest surprise this year so far? Huh. Um, you know, I think it's just the really. And I think you touched on it a little bit earlier. I think it's just the super high scores you've seen for two weeks. You know, um, the injuries, I don't think, are too much of a surprise. But the high scoring, at least it is for me, the high scoring is a bit surprising. I figured that offense, you know, usually time base would be slower to uh, acclimate without any preseason. So, I, you know, there's no real um, – there's no real surprise from a team perspective yet. You know, the Ravens are still the Ravens. Um, you know, I, I, there's nothing, again, too crazy that's happened as far as on-the-field play. You know, it's very early um, in terms of a team perspective. But overall, just from a holistic perspective, I just think it's the super high scoring we've seen in two weeks. Okay. Um, so, so I have one that's actually team-related. Um and I'm curious what you guys think of my my stunner, um, the one that I'm just you know really didn't expect. Um, not only did I not expect the Eagles to be 0 and 2, but I didn't expect them to look this bad being 0 and 2. And Carson Wentz looking terrible. I mean, he played about maybe a quarter and a half, a quarter three quarters against the Washington team. Most of the first half he did okay, and in the last six quarters, he has just looked pathetic. I mean, you know, wasn't he – wasn't he – was he the number one pick in the draft? I know he was a first-round no. pick. I'm just trying to remember if he was number one or not. I know he was a first-round pick. He's number two. Number what? Number two. Oh, two. Pick in the draft. Same draft that Dak Prescott came out of, fourth-round pick. Um no, no, you know, and Jared Goff came out. Jared Goff was number one, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I said that, I remembered. Um, 
And I, I mean, and I'm not, and, and, you know, Eagles fans, please don't take this as me being a Cowboy fan. And I'm, I'm really not, I really don't, I try really hard not to get into the, the, the you know, I, I get guys on, on, you know, Facebook and stuff and, you know, they, they want to, they want to do the childish, you know, call you know, the cowgirls and all that. I don't get into all that stupidity. I don't like the Eagles because we're, we're rivals. So no, I'm not going to like your team. I don't like the Giants because we're rivals. I'm not going to like your team. I don't like the Washington team because we're rivals. And, and you suck. I'm not going to like your team. Okay, I, I, that's part of being a fan. I'm not going to like my rivals. But I can also be objective when I what's going on. And if you're playing well, I like Steelers. I like the Steelers. They're, they're a rival of ours, AFC rival. But we played them three times in the Super Bowl. Why would I like the Steelers? Lost two of them. Why would I like the Steelers? But they're playing good ball. I'm going. I ain't gonna lie about it because I don't like the team. I'm telling the truth. I'm gonna give K Star props. I mean, your team's balling so far. You know, now I'm gonna I'm laugh when they if they fall or lose. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna talk about K Star. You know, I am. You know, that's just how it goes. But the Eagles look terrible. I mean, I have never seen a team that people thought had a chance to win the division look this bad after two weeks. And you can't, there's not, you can't blame it on, you know, uh, preseason, no preseason. Uh, yeah, everybody came in with the same amount of prep time. Every, everybody, everybody came in. You can't blame injuries. I'm sorry, because that's just the nature of the beast. I don't want to hear it. And your team has managed in the past to figure out injuries. Last year you made the playoffs and you, you were thrown to me. I was out, I don't know if y'all remember. But I put on, I was playing for the Eagles last year, wide receiver, because they couldn't find nobody else. Um, but you had nobody at wide receiver, and you made the playoffs, won the division, and made the playoffs last year. So I don't want to hear, oh, well, we, you know, Lane Johnson and all these, you know, all, I don't want to hear it. Terrible right now. Terrible. And I don't want to hear right now anybody comparing them to the Cowboys. Don't, don't do that. We played the Rams competitively and offensive pass interference call away from possibly winning that game in L.A. The Rams go to Philly and annihilate the Eagles. Beat them like they was a stepdaddy, okay? Just beat them. So I don't want to hear it right now. Don't, don't, don't even waste my time comparing. Dallas is right now the class of that division, even looking as bad as Dallas has looked. This is the class of that division. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. But for me – that is that is my shocker. Is the Eagles looking just terrible? And I and I would say that would be zero and two. Um, it's still early, but I didn't expect that either. That would be maybe my second. Like wow, zero and two. You know, guys are a playoff team. Zero and two. Yeah. Um, some say the Vikings. Bit of a shocker. Zero and two. Uh, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins, so it's not a surprise to me at all. I've said right along, he overpaid. Good God bless him. He's gotten, he got two years of franchise money out of Washington, and then he got the big uh, contract out of Minnesota. Good for him. You know, he played the system and won. But he has accomplished zero in this league. Zero. Zero. To make all that money he's done made. <laughs> and now it seems 0-2. There you have it. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk talk about the Eagles because you had you wanted to know our thoughts on it um before you had stated yeah it was so so let's 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 talk about that um uh, yeah that that's a that's 
that surprises me too. Is that those, another those, jelly donut? Is that a good one? That's a good one. You like jelly? Well, jelly is a good one because the J says this. Um, I would definitely look at that as, as being up there um, because of the level of play, not so much of the record, but it's the level of play. The fact that, and maybe it was the Omen being up 17 and still having Washington score 27 unanswered to beat you 27 to 17 to open up the 2020 NFL season probably was the omen for what was to come for the next game because they really didn't show up. And granted, there's injuries. I, I, the only thing you can compare Philly to Dallas is the, the injuries. That's really it because both sides have been hit pretty good with the injury bug. It's how they have looked. And, and let's talk about Wentz for a hot second. Is he a talented quarterback? Yes. But just like the Falcons haven't looked the same since the Super Bowl with the Patriots being down 28-3, Wentz has not looked the same since he got injured in his rookie year. And everybody hangs on the fact that he had that 13, first 13-game stretch, and everybody's waiting for that type of play to come back. That's why you keep hearing all these great things about him. Oh, he's toned and all this, this and that. Folks are waiting to see that version of Wentz come back. I'm not sure if that version of Wentz is going to come back because we've had several years go by now and we still haven't seen that level of play, even when healthy. Do we get stretches? Yes. Do we get glimpses? Yes. But we're not seeing consistency from him. And he's healthy now. So I don't know what the excuse is or what the issue is. I've heard he's not very coachable. He goes out and he does his own thing. He doesn't really go by the book. Whatever the case may be, he is not the same player that he was the first 13 games of his rookie season. And I think that has a lot to do with them stumbling out the blocks. Granted, the defense, the the injuries, all that being said, but you look at the quarterback play, and it's got to be elevated for them to be successful. And he just hasn't looked like that quarterback that everybody keeps talking about and keeps raving about. So, yeah, I agree. The the way the Eagles look overall as a whole, feel bad for the Eagles fans because they're they're getting less than what they expected, of course. All right, well, I'll stop short. I will never – Feel bad for Eagles fans ever. They're terrible. I'm saying that facetiously, of course. It's facetiously saying that. Okay, good. Because I, yeah, I don't. No, no. Let's come on now. Really, really. Yeah. All right. All right. Just check. Just check. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, sorry. Did you have any thoughts on the Eagles? Or did Jay kind of cover it? So, as far as Carson Wentz goes, actually, kind of have a, a theory. Um. So stylistically, stylistically, his uh, his sophomore season, his second year, that's when he won MVP or was it in contention to win MVP uh, before the injury. You know, he he reminded me a lot of Ben Roethlisberger and how he played um, by setting plays in the pocket, shedding tackles, finding the open guy late. Intensive injury, obviously, he hasn't played to that standard. You know, but it makes me wonder. Like he's still trying to do those same things. He's still trying to shed uh, defenders in the backfield, but it's just not not hidden for him anymore. Like he's not able to successfully maintain that style of play like he did that sophomore year uh, with that level of success. And look, I have no evidence of this, but for me, it's either one or two things. Uh, one, that injury hurt him to where it must have hurt his core strength. Right to where he he just is not as strong of a of a guy anymore as, as far as uh, having a certain core and being able to shed those tackles like he used to. 
or B, this is, again, just a theory, he had to have been on HGH or something, guys. Like, there's just, there's just no way. Like, he's doing the same thing stylistically. He's not able to break those sacks anymore. He's not able to extend the play like he did. He's so young. It doesn't make any sense. The only thing that's happened is he got injured, so it's more likely that, you know, maybe he just lost some strength uh, from that injury that he's able to, not able to regain. Um, or, you know, maybe the dude was on HGH or something. I don't know. But it's, uh, it's noticeable that, that he's definitely not getting the same success while still maintaining the same play stylistically. I just think it's odd. Too young for that to not, you know, uh, for it to be an maybe, issue. Maybe he's got a case of the yips, as they call it in basketball. And maybe ever since then, he's just been looking out of one side of his, his ear hole a little bit because he's worried about getting hurt like that again. I don't I did know. Hear one it of looks the like he's still doing the same thing. They, they think that he's seeing ghosts out there. Um, I have not heard anybody speculate on, like, HGH or anything like that. That's an interesting theory. I have heard talks about him not being the leader that Nick Foles was in a locker room, and that could be coming back to bite him in the butt. Um, and I've also heard the same thing that Jay mentioned about he kind of he changes the plays. He kind of does what he wants out there. Um, and, and that could also be coming back to, to uh, bite him in the butt. Whatever it is, I mean, keep doing it because you know, <laughs> don't 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 change. I don't, don't listen to our show. We don't know what we're talking about. Just just you, you know what? You're playing wonderfully there, Carson. Carson, you're playing wonderfully. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. Yes. So so real quick before we get on out of here, because I really you know Denver is giving LA all they can handle right now, but something tells me that LA is going to come back and win this game. Just just something tells me, even though it's uh, 14 points second quarter right now, basketball. Um, but real quick, I, I, I kind of want to glance through the Sunday games and just give everyone a heads up on what's coming because, you know, you got some you got some pretty good matchups here. I'm only gonna I'm only gonna touch on the ones that I think are worth noting. Uh, the Raiders, surprising. I had to uh, one of my very close friends, uh, JB knows him, Chuck. Um, he actually listens every once in a while. He tells me so if he's listen if he's listening. Uh, well, first thanks for listening, Chuck and. He's a Raiders fan, lifelong Raiders fan, lifelong Raiders fan. Um, and, you know, that team looked pretty good last night uh, against Drew Brees and, uh, and the Saints. So they're 2-0, and and they're coming up here. Uh, I wonder if he's going. I don't even know if the Patriots are having fans, though, so maybe it's not even an option. Okay, anyway, uh, Raiders at the Patriots. Uh, so that should be an interesting game, a good game, actually. The 0-2 Texans are going to play the Steelers. We talked about that one. That should be an interesting game. Uh, Bengals and the Eagles. Call this an elimination mm. game. They're both 0-2. I don't know that, that the Bengals have any expectations, but if they're actually able, you know, that, that quarterback there, Burrow, he um good. he doesn't look bad. He doesn't look bad. No, it's pretty Let's good. see what they're able to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry? He is the real deal. I was I was impressed watching that Browns Bengals game uh, with his play. Granted, they they didn't get the victory, but the the poise that he had, I was very impressed. He he is definitely the real deal. Yeah, so I, I think even though they're both zero two, it's almost like 
you know, and again, uh, Eagles had expectations, the Bengals didn't, but whoever loses at 0-3, your season's all but over. I mean, they're just, you know, teams don't come back from 0-3 and can make the playoffs. It just doesn't happen. So, um, a Viking team that had a lot of expectations, they're 0-2. They go play a Tennessee team that, you know, talking about a guy that's really coming into his own, um, late bloomer, but he's Tannehill. He's really showing us something. Um, it wasn't that long ago that I know I was ripping him apart for not being a very good quarterback. Well, um, he's pretty good now. And, uh, they're going to Minnesota. And if Minnesota goes to 0-3, there's another one. You might as well, you know, I mean, obviously it's not impossible, but you really are digging yourself a hole. Um, I don't really care about that game because the team's going anywhere. Rams at the Bills, both 2-0. Mm. Be a good game mm. in, in mm. Buffalo. Uh, weather yeah. is a non-factor because it's still September. Um, so that should be a good game. Golf's playing. I have golf on my on a fantasy on the other fantasy team as he's sitting on a bench, but I may have to take him. I may have to start him. We'll see. Um, golf's starting to look good again. And um, what's the uh, what's his name? Buffalo's quarterback. Pretty good quarterback. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Um, so you know, battle of two uh, young up and coming quarterbacks, huh? Yeah, Stephon did certainly help in Josh Allen's development too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, we got the Bears at the Falcons. Falcons go to zero three. It's over. Bears two and zero. Train's not here. Sorry, Train. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a whole segment about the Bears, but you didn't make it. Uh, here, here, here's an interesting, and not really the Panthers part of it, the Chargers. Um, talk about having a dilemma. Mm. That backup quarterback, mm. Hebert, is that his name? Mm. Herbert. He, he, he Herbert. Pretty, Herbert. Herbert. Yep. Um, <laughs> he was pretty Herbert. good. <laughs> Herbert. Yeah. Herbert. Herbert looked pretty good. So it's gonna be interesting if if uh, what's the name? Tyrod Taylor is healthy. Where do they go? Do they? Do they? You know what I mean? It, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. So that's that's kind of the storyline on that one. Panthers, I mean, they're 0-2. They don't have McCaffrey. Um, I, I don't expect much. I really don't. Uh, I don't care about that game. Um, you know, Tom Brady's going to Denver, 1-1 one one to play the 0-2 Broncos. Their quarterback, uh, is he out? Drew Locke, yeah. is he out? For about a month and a half. Okay. All right. So, Brady will go to 2-1. and one. So, that's that. Lions 0-2. They're going to Cardinals. Jason's surprise team, uh, and I actually agree. Um, pleasant surprise. Kyler Murray, a little undersized, but playing really well. Uh, you know, you got a lot of 0-2 teams that could see 0-3 and really pretty much all but nail, you know, nail in their coffin for the season. And here's another one. Uh, a really good game for Sunday night football. Is the Packers at two and zero at the Saints one and one? We already know people. People underestimate Drew Brees, and especially his competitiveness. And he didn't play very well last night. So expect him to come back fired up, at home, ready to play. And he's playing. You know, you know. We saw how how they did against uh, the Bucks, right? 
So now he's playing another all-time great, Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be a good game Sunday night. Mm. But the main event for this weekend, I mean, the Cowboys got this. Seattle, we talked about that already. That's going to be a very good game, 430 on Sunday. I expect that to be a really good game. Um, but, but you know, Cowboys and a lot of these good games, Packers and Saints and these other, man, y'all, y'all know Monday night football. Y'all know that's the game. The Chiefs <laughs> at the Ravens. I mean, that, 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 mm. that is the game of the week. Uh, let's take a couple yes. minutes to talk about that, and then we can get on out of here. Let's start with uh, K-Star. What are your thoughts? And, hey, make a pick. We haven't done picks in a while. Your thoughts on the yeah, game and who you think is going to win? Um, great game. So, before I get into that, I just want to say that the Monday Night Football uh, announcing crew this year is, like, a million times better. Lewis Riddick is awesome. So, I'm very excited yeah, about the overall. Yeah, really the, yeah. oh, he's, he's great. So, I'm excited about the overall Monday Night Football. Oh, sorry, Jason. Wait, but you're, you're, not, you're not made for the booth, bro. <laughs> Nah, nah. The booth is not his thing. They need to they need to take Jason Witten and put him in studio. I think he'll do fine in studio, you know. Um, but uh, but you know, in the booth, nah, nah, not his thing. So anyway, go ahead. But I I agree. I think I think they, I love Lewis Riddick. I, I don't know why he didn't get a GM job. Guy's so smart. Yep. It's, it's sickening, sickening how smart that yep. guy is. It's incredible. Anyway, good, good, um, good, good, good. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So. Yeah. As far as the actual uh, game goes, of course, I'm biased. I want the Chiefs to win. Um, I think they do. So Remember, now, you know, we always really... separate who we want to win from who we think is going to win. We always separate those. Yes. Things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. All right. All right. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I have like three Ravens on my fantasy team, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. You know, the Chiefs. It's tough to know what to expect. I expect a high-scoring game. It can go either way. I think turnovers are going to play a role in the game. Um, but, you know, I really like – how do you not like Patrick Mahomes? Oh, God, it's so tough. How do you not like either of these offenses? I think it's just going to come down to who can, who can field the bigger plays. Um, I'll take Patrick Mahomes over Lamar in that, in that area. Um, he just seems to be a guy that does it over and over again, no matter the deficit, if they, you know, do fall – um, I like the addition of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the backfield. Gives them a dynamic player uh, that they didn't have last year in the backfield. And um, the Chiefs' defense looks pretty good. Uh, I mean, again, just through two games, but their pass rush has really, uh, been really strong. They're going to need that versus uh, Keen Lamar. So, um, yeah, I just going to think it's going to be a three-point sort of game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, whoever you know can limit the turnovers will win. I'm um, edged out with Kansas City. I just think that they have a more complete team. Uh, and I believe this is being okay. played in Kansas City. Uh, it's in Baltimore. Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Baltimore. So, she's still picking Kansas City? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's disrespectful, by the way. I, I think it's disrespectful in all seriousness for Kansas City to be the underdogs here. They are the defending champions. They haven't lost a game. I mean, that's just – they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's about what – I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at the, the fact that the Ravens are also undefeated and they're home, I mean, three points is pretty much – that's saying it's a pick game. You give the home team three points, roughly, because they're home. Now, you right. know, is Vegas taking into consideration that most of these stadiums aren't having live fans and they're having piped-in noise? I don't know if Vegas is considering that or not. 
when they're doing their spread. I, I don't have that answer. But I know historically the home team, they're going to get three points. So I would say, in fairness, that's probably a pick em, And that's probably about right. That's probably about right. So, um, all right, JB, your thoughts on this mega game Monday night football? Yeah, this this is we, we need to have like games that we consider a jelly donut game because this is definitely a good one. <laughs> I mean, this. <laughs> um, but nobody, nobody outside of you and me, and maybe K Star. K Star is a WE fan, so he might know this this skit. Uh, nobody else would even know what that meant. Well, they'll just have to Google it, and damn it, they'll just have to Google it. They'll have to um, Google it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I give my info on this one, I just want to piggyback on what A-Star said. I think Lou Riddick is, is doing a fantastic job, and, and I agree, T. Why he's not a GM boggles my mind because every time I listen to him, when he, when it was Mike and Mike, when it was Goldie and Wingo, when they do sports and whatever, he is always on point with his, with his analysis, and he breaks it down. So, so kudos to him doing a, a great job along with the rest of the, the group there. Great job. As far as this game goes, I'm going to take the Chiefs only because of the fact that there's no fans that are going to be in attendance or it's going to be minimalized. I mean, if, if they are allowing fans, it's probably going to be, what, 20 25% at most. But I'm going to take the Chiefs for, for that reason. But I feel as though when you look at the two offenses and we're in the offensive-minded league right now, um, they just have one too many weapons. If, if – Weapon A doesn't get you, weapon B will. If A and B doesn't get you, C will. They just have one too many weapons for the Ravens. I feel like this is going to be an extremely close, competitive, hard-hitting game, uh, one-possession type of deal. Uh, the, the three points, I agree to you, I, it, it certainly is a pick em. Uh But it's going to be the Chiefs in an absolute nail-biter. Mm, okay. So we have two Chiefs. Well, you know what that means. It means I got to go with the Ravens. Um, and I am going to go with the Ravens. I saw... I saw some kinks in the Chiefs' armor against the Chargers, uh, which that actually was a really good game. Um, But I saw some chinks in their armor. I saw a defense that, you know, really stood up to Pat Mahomes for most of the game and made Pat Mahomes very uncomfortable back there. And, you know, we already know Harbaugh, is, is a defensive mind, and, you know, I, I think he's going to, you know, you know the, now this isn't the same Ravens defense from the Ray Lewis-Ed Reed era, but you don't, you don't need Hall of Famers to get pressure. You need guys that understand how to um, beat their one-on-one matchups, shoot gaps, you know. Uh, you, you need guys that know how to follow a scheme, and I think Harbaugh's got the mind – I think they're going to watch that film and they're going to say, that's our ticket guys. And it's really, if you think about it, when we talk about great quarterbacks over the years, the one thing we've always said on this show and many other shows is, you know, we said it about Tom Brady all the time, right? We've said this. If you want to win that quarterback uncomfortable. Now we know that Mahomes is, is mobile. We get it. He's mobile, but so is Lamar Jackson. Frankly, I think Lamar Jackson's a better runner than Patrick Mahomes. Okay, they're both they're both can they'll put the ball pick the ball up and run in a second. Um, but they know that the teams the defenses know that. I, I just something tells me that that you know that the Kansas City, even though they came back and won, 
it wasn't quite what we all expected. And they showed a human side that I think Baltimore and Harbaugh, who's a great Super Bowl, you know, uh, um, you went to the Super Bowl and I, I just, and they're home. I just expect them. I think it's, I think they, you know, I think it's time. Kansas City has to lose a game to get this whole we're going to go undefeated thing out of the way, and then and then they're going to put the foot down and probably table after that, maybe lose one more. Um, you know, I see them going 13-3, 14-2, 14-2, barring any major injuries. You know, I, I, I see that. But I think this is going to be the one they lose. I think Baltimore is going to, going to step up, and uh, I think Lamar Jackson is going to go off. <laughs> I think we're, he's going to go off Monday night, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I can't, I can't wait. I, I, I almost want to see this game. I mean, I don't want to see it more than my Cowboys, but it's in that same discussion of the Cowboys. You know, I really, obviously, that's the game I want to see. And um, you know, Dallas. And just one quick thought on the Dallas Seattle game, just because I can. Um, you know, before people start you know, uh, putting Dallas, you know, saying, well, you know, you, you lost the first, you lost the first game and you should you should be owing to slow your roll, uh, pass interference call, and maybe Dallas wins the first game. So things even out. If you think they, they survived a miracle in, in game two. Okay. I'll give you that. And I agree with that, but I still don't think that that pass interference should have been called. And now, you know, Dallas could have scored a touchdown and won or, kick the field goal, send it in overtime and won. So they, they would have had a very good chance to win that game had that call not happened. They, the call happened, they lose. Okay, this weekend you, you got guys standing around, and we didn't really talk about it because I don't know what there is to say, but Mugga, I mean, guys literally, if you look at the, the screenshot I put to advertise the show, you can see the guy just standing there watching the ball. I, it's the most, it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It really is. But, but that said, Dallas plays historically has played Seattle tough in Seattle, beat them a few years ago in Seattle when it was unexpected. They have played Seattle tough. I don't know what it is, but Seattle always comes in. Generally speaking, um, you know, they're considered to have a better team. Russell Wilson considered to be a better quarterback than Dak Prescott and all of that. Um, Keep an eye on Dallas, maybe, maybe getting some momentum off of this win and putting it together, correcting some mistakes, and giving Russell Wilson more than he can handle. You know, they haven't been able to figure out consistently how to get to the quarterback yet, but they have the pieces. So, and, and from what I hear, Tyron Smith is going to be back, which is huge for the offense. And even without hey. him, they scored 40 points. Yeah, they said, you know, the next thing was like a stinger, so he should be, he should be good to go. But, um, and he still caught, scored 40 points without – either of their starting tackles, you know, and, and let's not forget they have a, a, a new center, you know, Travis Frederick retired. God bless him. Hope he's doing okay. Um, so let's, let, let's not, let's not just act like Dallas is going to go to Seattle and roll over and play dead. It's going to be a good game. And I honestly think Dallas has a good chance to go in there and get an upset. Now you want to talk about disrespect. Dallas is, I mean, Seattle's favorite like by five and a half, you know, like, Really? It's kind of a big spread, if you ask me. Especially since they don't have there's no there's no fans. I could see that if they if the twelfth man was gonna be there. I could see that. There's no there's no fans. There's no fans. So the home field advantage is limited. 
Dallas at least had 27,000 fans in attendance. Jerry Jones was like, oh, no, we're going to have people in this stadium. I'm making me some money. <laughs> Jerry said, y'all going to social distance, wear your mask, all that good stuff, but I'm having people in the stadium. So, <laughs> I make myself laugh. All right. Uh, all right, guys, anything else? Did I miss anything? Anything else? Any burning topics that you guys want to cover before we get on out of here? No, okay. but I'm good on my side. Next, I think we covered it all. Next next week, let's see which teams are over three. We can talk about coaches on the hot seat. There will be no show next week because it will be the first debate next Tuesday night. Ooh, that's right. So, well, let me not say there will be no show next week. There will be no show Tuesday night. I'll text you guys, and if there's another night, uh, even if it's just a half an hour and we just do something as a crew, even if it's a shorter show, I'm okay with that. Uh, maybe Wednesday night, maybe Monday night before Monday night football. If we want to touch on, you know, I, I don't know, give it some thought now. Um, and, and let's see if we could find another night, even if we have to do a shorter show. But Tuesday night, I'm going to be all in this debate. I ain't, I ain't touching no football Tuesday night. I want to see this. I am anxious to see this as, as, as much of the country is. So um, everybody watch the debate. Okay. We're not going to be on the air. I know it's, I know I can hear the people crying and people, you know, being upset and, and, you know, I, 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 I can hear it. I, I really do. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's my quarterback. Now, Tony, you guys can point the finger at him. You, you can talk about the vacation. And if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We lost to the team. Okay, so he wasn't crying about the Madden boys. He was crying anyway. T.O. crying. Anyway, um, yeah, so no, no, no show at all Tuesday night. Get your popcorn ready. As Teal would say, get down, get in your comfortable chair, your couch, get in your comfortable position, and watch uh, what should be a very entertaining and very informative, informative debate Tuesday night. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And Chris Wallace, if, if you're going to have a Fox News host, he is the one to do it. He would be the only one. Um, well, I don't know. That Tucker guy isn't bad. Tucker Carlson over there, he's not too bad. But Chris Wallace would be the guy. He's about the only guy over there. In case y'all don't know, he's from the Mike Wallace uh, tree. He's a, he, he's a he's got journalism in his blood. Okay, journalism in his blood, and that's why he's not your typical Fox News host. That's why he's he's more down the middle. You know, he kind of calls it like he sees it. So I'm very pleased that he's going to be moderator for this debate because I believe that he's not going to stand for any junk uh, for either side. You know, not this. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't want to get all into it, but I, I think it's going to be good. So make sure everybody watches the debate tonight, and we'll come up with another night to try to do a short, or even if it's a shorter version of a show. And I think, Jay, I think your idea is excellent to talk about 0-3 and, 3 and uh, what coaches might be on the hot seat. I, I think that's perfect. So we can we can touch on that next show. So, um, all right, that said, I don't know what happened to Train. I hope he's okay. I know his job is demanding. I, I like to poke fun that he just blew us off, but – I get it. He, you know, work comes work comes first always, and you know, work and family always are going to come first before uh, 
you know, a, a hobby. So it's no no real problem. But uh, um, JB, why don't you go first? Your final thoughts and any other comments you might have before we get out of here. Uh, final thoughts, real simple. Um, let's not be prisoners of the moment. We talk about Brady. We talk about Cam. We talk about uh, other players out there and other teams. Uh, we don't do it on this show. Or at least we try our best not to. At some points, we're guilty of it. But I get tired of seeing folks on on TV, and and as soon as someone breaks a nail, that it, it's they're off and running. It's it, it's week number two. Let's see how everything plays out. Take it week to week and see how it goes. We've got great football. I've been impressed with the level of play, given the fact that we're in unprecedented times and no training camps or no preseason. I mean. Let's enjoy each week as it comes, and, and we can break down what we see when we see it. But this whole prison of the moment thing has, has got me a little back. So hopefully folks will minimize that, start listening to what we say on the Madden Voice because we know what the hell we're talking about, and uh, let's just go from there. Well said, and totally agree. Uh, K-Star, final thoughts, comments before we get on out here. Yeah, looking forward to that Monday Night Football game. That should be probably uh, game of the year, as you would imagine. So I uh, cannot wait to see the Mahomes versus uh, Lamar Jackson show. Go Chiefs. <laughs> okay. Thank you much. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 wanna, I do want to say this. Um, I want to thank my girlfriend. Uh, she's listening tonight, and she pretty much listens every week. And um, I just want to let her know that I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Um, you know, she's a, she's a, a moderate football fan. She's not a fanatic like, like, uh, we are, but she, she, she is a fan and she, she, you know, listens weekly and supports me and us. And, uh, I want to say thank you to her for that. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm still trying to get over the fact that she, she, uh, had kind of implied that if Tom Brady was single, you know, I'd be in trouble. Um, trying to trying to get trying to get past that a little bit, you know, that she would actually dump me for Tom. I mean, who's Tom Brady? So what? He's tall, handsome, wealthy. So what? You know, I'm tall. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that was one thing. I want to I want to thank you. Shut up, Jason. I want to thank you. You know what? And not to cut you off, T, but I got to say also th- thanks to my wife too because she listened last week and. Um, she even asked for the number, and she may have been listening to the show tonight also. So you're, you're spot okay. on, and I need to echo that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Train has been alienated about that. If y'all, if y'all recall, I can say this because he's not, he's not on the show. He could be listening. I doubt it because if he's listening, he'd probably call in. But if, if you recall, uh, I, I won't get into, into too, too many details, but Train kind of had a little bit of a bad experience in the past with having a significant other listening on the show. Uh, we'll just leave that right there. And so I don't know that we, <laughs> I don't know that we'll be seeing much on, on from him on that, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. I, 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 I don't, I don't have that experience. Um, my girlfriend has listened over the years many times and uh, I, I appreciate it. I do. Shouldn't have to, you know, shouldn't have to listen. It's, you know, you know, if she was doing a show on cooking, um, something that she does extremely well, but I don't know that I could sit and listen to it. Honestly, I'd probably be like, eh, okay. Uh, nah, I'd probably do it. I'd probably do it because I love to eat. All right, anyway, um, 
Uh, I really appreciate JB's comments. We, we kind of have said that in the past. We haven't touched on it much this year, but it is right on to kind of just remind people. I think one of the things, I mean, hey, you know, we're just four guys that love football, and this whole thing started with Dr. Train and me. You know, you know, I used to work out in uh, another part of the state, and I'd have long drives to and from the office, and Train and I would be on the phone, you know, most of the ride talking football. And when I had my uh, falling out with the Madden community and decided it was time to go, um, and, and I had a lot of people ask me to come back and continue the Madden voice, <laughs> I said I would, but I'm going to focus on football and much less on Madden. And now we really don't even talk Madden much on this. I mean, the game came out and it was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, we don't even really talk about it much. I, I'm just – I don't really have much to say about the game or that community anymore, but I love talking football. And, um, you know, I think that we do it the right way. We don't, we don't, we aren't prisoners of the moment. We aren't making year long or life, you know, a season long um, reactions based off of one or two weeks. You know, I mean, if you recall when Dak became a starter in Dallas and we were talking about, you know, whether he should remain a starter, should Tony come back? I was the last holdout. <laughs> Everybody else had Tony retired and playing golf, and I was like, Tony should come back and take over this team. Like, I, I, I refuse to be, you know, to let two or three weeks dictate my season. I refuse. So I think I think Jay hit it right on the head, you know. There's too many shows that do that. I mean, the, the question that I think you guys got the point, I think even case I finally understood where I was going, is after two weeks, you ask if Cam Newton is a better fit than Tom Brady. It's ridiculous. Maybe down the road, yeah, okay. Let's get a bigger sample size. Two games? Come on. And that's what they do. You know, it's what they do. Now, I, okay, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I did say Carson Wentz was looking terrible because he's looking terrible. Did I say they should bench him? Did I say that his career, you know, is is on the decline? Although Doug Peterson said something similar to that, um, you know, something along the lines of maybe he's on the downside of his career or something like that. I didn't hear it, but I, I heard the, the, the interpretation. I'm like, huh? Um, but we don't do that here. We try to be reasonable. Um, I hate to use these words, but these the words that come to mind, but don't go too far with them. But fair and balanced just come to mind. And that's what we try to be. Like, okay, let's talk real about what's going on in the NFL. Keep it real. And that's what we try to do. So uh, thanks again to JB for making that, that very, very salient point. And um, can't wait for Monday night. But in the meantime, can't wait for Sunday. You know, Sunday, Sunday football is back. It's still looking good. And I got to be honest, when I'm watching the game, other than when they, you know, do the wide shot and I get reminded that there's no fans, I don't really remember that there's no fans. I really don't. I'm into the game, third and ten, and, you know, what are you going to do? I, I kind of don't really remember. So uh, NFL is doing an excellent job after two weeks. Production value is very high. As I gave the NBA a lot of credit, I will give the NFL after two weeks incredible amount of credit to – um, you know, almost make us forget that there's no fans in the stadium. Almost. So good job, NFL. Keep up the good work. And most importantly, most importantly, everybody out there, NFL fans, basketball fans, people out there, you know, it's, we're getting into September now. We're getting fall just came and hit us. 
think this morning, I think uh, up here in Connecticut, we got uh, 30-something degree weather last night. And, you know, the, um, it's, it's, you know, you start get that the leaves are going to start changing. And, you know, it, we're getting, it's, it's coming now. And flu season's coming. And come on, everybody. I don't want to see more deaths. I don't want to hear about, especially people that I know and I love and I care about, everybody be safe. Wear your mask. Okay, please, social distance whenever possible. Or just stay home, you know, just stay home. And if you got to go out, get everything done, and then stay home. You know, we need people to be safe. We need to keep this thing under control till they actually get a vaccine. I don't know when that's going to be, next month, next week, next year. But in the meantime, come on, everybody, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. Let's not let up. Let's not let this thing win. Okay, let's not let the virus do what we need to do. Please, for your sake and for the people that love you's sake. Because there's 200,000 people that are gone. I don't want to see that go up to 400,000. Okay, everybody? All right, with that said, for the absence, Dr. Train, for the uh, JB was on point tonight. Boy, AK Star, JB was on point tonight. No, he was on it, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. Maybe he took some HGH or something because he was, he was, you know, <laughs> bro, bro, bro was kicking you HGH. Truth be told, <laughs> I finally had a weekend to just chill out with the exception of the first half of Saturday. Second half of Saturday and Sunday, I got a chance to just chill and watch football. So I got to say thanks to the wifey. She just let me do my thing. And, man, it felt good. It felt good as hell just to chill and watch some games. Good. Good. Well, I hope I hope there's more of that for you. Excellent. Tell and by the way, tell tell everybody I said hello. We all said hello up here in Connecticut. So, um, for JB, for K Star, and for Doctor Train, we will be back. Don't know when. At some point next week, we will be back. Watch the debate Tuesday night. Register if you if you're not registered to vote, please register to vote. Okay, it's important. We've got a big election coming up. Okay, and uh, in the meantime, go Cowboys. And you know, just because, you know. Uh, y'all know what I'm going to do before we get on out of here. I, I can't. I How about this, Cowboy? All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. And remember, home of the Madden Boys for all feuds are still settled on the field. Good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.